millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we have a crazy story of revenge involving a huge amount of money and a trust fund. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I lied against my stepmother and that ended her marriage with my dad and led to a messy divorce. My dad is a jerk. I know that's just a weird thing to say about one's father, but it's the truth. My dad is a jerk. I love him to pieces. In fact, if I ever had a gun to my head and I'm asked to choose between either of my parents, I'd choose my dad. I'm not just saying this. At some point in my life, I had to decide whether to live with my dad and his wife, whom I absolutely hated, and my mom and her old wealthy boyfriend. And guess what? I chose to live with my dad. So yes, I do love my dad. I'm a daddy's girl through and through, and I'd choose him to be my dad again if there's a life after this one, and I'm given the chance to choose. As much as I love him though, I'm not oblivious to the fact that dad is a jerk. He was a jerk to a large number of women, my mom including. He did them dirty, but he interestingly never got any sort of punishment for him. That guy was always lucky. He managed to charm his way out of everything and why not? He was a total cutie. Oh well, we're not here to hear about how my dad was the Don Juan of his time, but how I got revenge on my evil stepmother, or step monster as my friends and I would call her. My stepmother destroyed our family. It used to be my mom, my dad, and me, but my mom was soon kicked out of the picture when my dad fell in love with my stepmother. Granted, my parents' relationship was punctuated by my dad's regular cheating escapades, and my mom begging and pleading that he at least proposes to her, but at least daddy returned home every evening. He gave mom a kiss on her cheek and then carried me in his lap and fed me dinner. I loved it that way. They had issues, but they always got through it. My stepmother and my mom used to be best friends. They'd been friends for a very long time, and they managed to maintain the relationship despite living in different towns. They spent hours on the phone, talking, laughing, and sometimes even crying. The stepmonster knew all that was going on with my parents. She knew my dad's continued infidelity hurt my mother, and she knew my mother had only heard a rant too. When my mom informed me that her best friend, whom she referred to as my auntie, was coming over to town... I was excited, but only because my mom presented the news to me as a good thing. Since my mom was smiling, 12-year-old me took that as great news. The stepmonster had been offered a job as the principal of a school in our town. My mom had been so excited about it that she offered her our guest house until her friend was able to find a place that she liked enough to rent. The guest house was next to the main building, but the kitchen had a door that led to our guest house. It was a cool place, and my friends and I used to hang out there all the time. We would even take naps in the guest house. Mom was mad about that, especially since we would get there and make a mess. But my dad would roll his eyes and ask her to let us be. Come on, they're warming the place up, he'd say to her. My dad and mom's best friend started fooling and sneaking around not long after she moved into our guest house. The step monster was a beautiful woman and daddy's incredibly handsome. The two of them soon decided that theirs was a match made in heaven. My mom suspected that my dad was cheating on her, but she didn't know whom she was cheating with. Her best friend had stayed more than four months in the guest house, but mom didn't mind. All she cared about was that her friend was in close proximity to her after years of being apart from each other. 
Mom would rant to her best friend many times about my dad. I know he's with someone else, and this time it's different. I can feel the disconnection. I once heard my mom say to the step monster in the kitchen. I noticed that day how dull my mom's skin was looking. Later that day, she and my stepmother left for the hospital. I noticed how bewildered my stepmother looked as she got into the car and drove my mom to the hospital. You're going to have a baby brother, my mom said to me when they returned from the hospital. Or sister, we don't really know what it'd be yet, her best friend cut in. I know it's going to be a boy, my mom said, adding that my dad would go crazy with excitement if she had a boy. His dad was never there for him. He'd want nothing more than to have a son that he can make up for his dad's shortcomings, my mom rambled on. I remembered noticing my stepmom grimace faintly. She was almost rolling her eyes. Mommy, you're pregnant? I was excited about my mom's pregnancy. I once heard her tell my dad's mother that she badly wanted a sibling for me. My grandmother had in turn warned her to be sure she wants to have another child by my dad before having another child. He can't keep cheating on me if he's got enough children on his hands to keep him busy, my mom had said. Just make sure you're certain that this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with before having any more children. My grandmother knew my dad well, and she knew my mom too. My parents were together for years, so my grandmother had witnessed all of their quarrels. My mom looked pale, darker, and tired, and she told me often that it was because the baby was overstretching her. It was more than that though. She was unhappy in her relationship with my dad, but she was never willing to let him go even after it was clear as day that daddy was done. We found out about my dad's secret relationship with my mom's best friend when my mom and her best friend got into a fight. It was over something so minor that I can't even remember what it was, my mom said to me years later. The vile she showed me, the way she went off at me, was unusual. It felt like she harbored some serious pent-up anger against me. I knew something was wrong and I started to look for it. Sure enough, my mom found it. Her best friend of 20 years was sleeping with her long-term boyfriend and the father of her child. Usually whenever daddy cheats and my mom finds out, he'd apologize, crawl, and plead for her forgiveness. His relationship with my stepmother, however, was different. He had admitted that he was wrong and he never tried to justify it. He just agreed and moved out. Shortly after, my stepmother moved out of the guest room too and before long, my mom found out from her cousin that they were living together. My pregnant mother was so devastated by the betrayal that she had a miscarriage. She was ill for months. She could barely do anything without the help of her sister and me. We were miserable. I missed what our family looked like. I missed my dad driving in every evening, and I missed my mom's cooking and her smile. Most of all, I missed the relationship that I never had with my baby brother. I had looked forward to having a sibling. As an only child, all I ever wanted was a sibling, and my stepmother had ruined that for me. I made a promise to myself to get back at her in whatever way I could, and in the future, I got the chance to. It isn't just because my dad is an unrepentant cheat that I called him a jerk. My dad isn't just a cheat, he was also repulsed by the faintest idea that any woman could be cheating on him. After my dad married my stepmother, he had an affair and the other woman got pregnant by him. My dad was so possessive that he wanted to continue his affair with the other woman while preventing her from seeing other men. He also would not leave my stepmother. He always wanted to have his cake and eat it, and many times he did just that. The women in his life let him get away with that anyway. My mother seeing my stepmother, her former best friend, getting everything she wanted from my dad, hurt her badly. 
My dad had always said he never wanted to marry, and mom had to settle with that, but my dad married my stepmother shortly after they moved in together, disregarding the fact that my mom had just had a miscarriage. When I was 15, I moved in with my dad and the stepmonster. My relationship with her was not smooth at all. We always argue about everything and daddy would ignore us and leave us to ourselves. My stepmother had the same relationship with my dad that my mom had with my dad. The only difference is daddy was willing to be legally tied to her. Daddy had two children with other women whilst still married to her, but that wasn't enough revenge for me. My stepmother was enamored by my dad. She knew he could leave her at will and find someone younger and better looking, and she dreaded that happening. My dad, on his part, had a hard time trusting women. That was to be expected since he was hardly trustworthy himself. He would always police my stepmother. He worried whenever she returned late from school. When I lived with my dad, I attended the school where my stepmother was the principal. In my senior year, the school employed a new vice principal. He was a middle-aged man, but he was also very handsome. The teachers in school were crazy about him. That was obvious. When my friends started to tell me about how all the teachers in the school liked the new vice principal, I knew that was my chance to strike. I was finally given the chance to get revenge on my stepmother for what she did to my family. To start with, I mentioned to my dad that we had a cute vice principal in school, and all the teachers were in love with him. I also mentioned that he was divorced. I made sure to rub that in properly, just so that my dad's curiosity and insecurity were heightened. Naturally, my stepmother and the vice principal were quite tight since they worked together and went to school functions together. I started to notice how uncomfortable my dad got at school functions when he saw the vice principal. On that year's Thanksgiving, my stepmother asked if she could invite him to spend Thanksgiving with us. My dad got so mad about her asking that the two of them spent Thanksgiving not speaking to each other. Eventually, my stepmother apologized and they made up. It was their routine. She apologized all the time, even when he was wrong. When my dad and stepmother first started dating openly and living together, people assured my mom that their relationship would never make it past the first year. They all said, oh, those kinds of things fizzle out, just watch and see. They said this to my stepmother too. Her friends from high school were so mad that they cut her off in solidarity with my mother. I think she decided then to take it upon herself to ensure that her relationship with my dad worked out. When she made him propose to her and he eventually married her after postponing their wedding for months, she felt she'd won. She gloated about it on social media and in every gathering that required her to speak, even when she was not asked to speak about marriage. She had given up everything for my dad and even when she ought to have left, she stayed just to prove everyone that they were wrong. Truly, her marriage to my dad would have ended in less than a year, but she chose to look away, and that was the only thing that kept them going. My second step to ruining their marriage was starting a rumor that someone saw the principal and vice principal making out in the principal's office. I confided in a junior about it and she passed it on. I knew she would, because that was how kids were in school anyway. She told everyone and everyone told everyone. Before long, people started telling their parents and even teachers were gossiping about it. Somehow, my dad got to hear about the rumor. He and my stepmom had a big fight over it, but they let it go. Not long after, I went up to my dad and said I saw my stepmother kissing the vice principal on his lips in her office. My dad was furious. He asked me if I was sure, and I assured him that I was. My parents knew I didn't lie. I'd never lied to my dad before that day so he took my word for it. When my stepmother returned home from her trip, 
It didn't help that she had gone on that trip with the vice principal and other staff. My dad accused her of cheating on him and told her that I saw them. At first, she denied that ever happening and told my dad that I was lying to her, but she soon got mad at him for believing me and not trusting her. Can't you see that she's trying to ruin our marriage, she screamed. My daughter's lived with us for years. She didn't try to ruin our marriage then. Why would she try to ruin it now? My stepmother was pissed. She cried and fumed. Eventually, my dad told her to quit her job. It was the only way he could be comfortable. He didn't want her around the vice principal. He threatened to leave her and she told him to go to heck. When my dad moved out, I moved out too and went to live with my friend for the rest of the semester. My dad was very insistent on getting a divorce and my stepmother was mad too. She was already angry about many things in their marriage and she poured it out on him. They had a very messy divorce and both are still hurting from that to this day. I never told anyone that it was a lie, not even my mom who had asked me on many occasions if I really did see my stepmother and the vice principal together. So after everything OP described and the fact that they're willing to call their dad a jerk, I'm really curious as to what about him makes OP say, if I had a gun to my head, I'd choose him over my mom. Is that statement indicative of how good of a father he is? Or is that just saying that your mom is a really bad mom? That said, our next story is, I exposed my stepdaughter and made her dad pull out a huge amount from her trust fund. At first, everyone called me a gold digger. They called me names that were even worse than that, from my own family to my husband's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Family and friends to his ex-wife and my late husband himself. I spent so many years while I was dating and married to him, trying to prove to the whole world that I was nothing like what they thought. I was not a gold digger and that I was genuinely in love with my late husband. He was the sweetest man ever and I did everything I could for him and for his children too, especially his first daughter, the ungrateful little child. She took everything for me and fought me for no just reason even after I showed her nothing but kindness. Everyone warmed up to me eventually, everyone but her. She knew her father would almost always listen to her, so she milked it, but I got my pound of flesh in the end, and boy was it fleshy. Revenge is indeed best served cold and icy. When my late husband slipped his business card into my hand, alongside some heavy tip, one hot afternoon in the restaurant I worked in, all that came to mind was, take his money. I'm not going to lie, when I called him later the next evening, I wasn't thinking of a fairy tale love story where we get married right into the sunset and whatever. 
I was thinking of how he could help me get back into college and save me from the numerous bills around my neck. So yes, maybe my initial intention was gold digging, but everything changed when I met and got to know him. I grew up with poor parents. My mom worked her butt off to take care of me and my little brother while my dad lazed around, told stories and sang all day. He had so many dreams, none of which he brought to life. All he did was talk and talk about his lofty dreams and plans. He never did anything to actually make those dreams happen. My mom could only take so much of his sloth. One day she grew tired and threw him out. He never argued or questioned her reaction to his many years of BS. He just picked his things up and left. We never saw him again. We reached out to him many times but never got a response. The last time we heard of him, he'd moved in with another woman and her children, telling stories about his lofty dreams as usual. My mom put away some money for me to go to college, but it was only so much and she fell ill in my freshman year. She was so ill that we spent all that we had on hospital bills and medicines. Eventually she died, leaving us with no money in debts. I had to drop out of school and find myself a job. The year after my mom died was heck. I did everything I knew how to do to survive. I just wanted to get out of that black, ugly hole called poverty. I wanted to go back to college and have a career. It looked like my prayers had been answered when one afternoon, a group of men walked into the restaurant where I worked. They were all middle-aged men in expensive-looking suits and smooth skin. It wasn't unusual to have wealthy men and women come into the restaurants for business meetings and all, but on that day, it just felt different. It was my day off, but my work bestie had decided to stay back at home and host her boyfriend who was visiting. I promised I'd hold her shift down for her. When I was done waiting at their table and they left me with hefty tips, I knew it was my lucky day. I made a mental note to give my work bestie a big kiss on the forehead and, of course, share my tips with her. She would do the same for me if she were in my shoes. He left me his card, so I took it because he wanted me to call him. It wasn't the first time these men would show interest in me, but it was the first time they didn't start by trying to grab my butt or squeeze my hands right before their partners. When I called him that evening, I was going to begin introducing myself when he interrupted me. I know who you are, he said, and asked me to visit his office the week after. He said it so authoritatively like I had nothing better to do anyway, then he hung up abruptly. I thought that was rude. I would later find out that my late husband was an incredibly controlling person. I'm a widower. My wife passed away eight months ago, he said casually, when I asked him about his marital status in his office. He had told me plainly that he wanted me to be his woman. Oh, I didn't know that, I stammered. Of course you didn't. I said, I'm sorry about your wife. That's alright, he said simply, looking away and then suddenly fixing his eyes on me. I want you, he said again. I had never met a man who was so direct. What? Why? I betrayed my insecurities when I asked him that. I didn't understand why someone so rich and handsome would want me, not when he could have any woman he wanted. Women in their 30s or 40s who had blossoming careers and were beautiful too. Within three months, I moved into his mansion a huge property that my late husband inherited from his father. The criticisms were endless. Nobody in the mansion respected me, not his staff, not his nephew who lived with him, and certainly not his then 19-year-old daughter. She called me a gold digger on numerous occasions, and her dad heard it, but he never set her straight. On one occasion when I talked back to her and mentioned that even with so much money, she couldn't get into the college she originally wanted, my late husband verbally attacked me. It was on that day that he called me a gold digger. I was too terrified to leave their family, even though the environment was quite toxic and it was choking me. 
The fear of going back to a house with terrible heating during winter killed me. At least in his house, I didn't have to worry about food. I had access to food and healthy ones too. I could drive his cars around, he bought me clothes, and I didn't have to work at all. Aside from being his girlfriend, I took care of his twin daughters who were almost a year old. I was good with children since I would babysit my brother, even as a child whenever my mom went away to take an extra shift or do some petty trading. Everyone soon became nicer and more respectful of me when they saw how great I was with the twins, my late husband's siblings, the staff, and his nephew, but his daughter maintained her coldness and confrontational behavior. My late husband's nephew told me that the reason his daughter was so mad was because her father left her mother. But her father didn't leave her mother for me. He left her mom when she was still a preteen. And then years after, he got married to his wife who died in childbirth. Was she like to be with the twins' mother? I asked my nephew. Yes, maybe yours is worse because she believes she's nearly as old as you are. I'm seven years older than she is, I said defensively. He smiled and looked away. I tried different methods. I even read books about being friends with your stepchildren. Nothing worked. My stepdaughter simply hated me. She lived on her school's campus but would visit nearly every weekend. Her attachment to her dad was very unhealthy and ridiculous. My late husband was controlling. He ruled the affairs in the mansion like a king and he was strict with his three daughters. But he had a special love for his first daughter and she knew it. Even though her father sometimes meted out unfair punishments to her, she knew she was his weakness. Many times when her dad would seize her car for doing something normal for girls her age, like getting drunk, I would try to talk to him. I risked it knowing how very pissed he got when he felt someone was trying to challenge his decision. I would plead with him on her behalf, and most times he'd bark at me and ask to be left alone. On rare occasions, like when he wanted some that night, he'd agree and forgive her. When her friends all cut her off and she was nearly depressed about it, I comforted her and even taught her how to make new friends. Despite all these, she remained ungrateful and rude. I soon got tired of trying, so I decided to completely cut her off. I avoided her everywhere in the house and focused on having a good time and taking care of the little girls. They were toddlers, so they loved it anyway. I poured all my love into them and completely ignored the big brat. At some point, I decided that it was time to return to college. My late husband had proposed at the time and I'd of course said yes. We were planning our wedding when my stepdaughter moved in again fully. She had just graduated from college, so she moved back to the mansion. I brought college up with my husband and he agreed. It was all going as planned. But according to what one of the maids who had become a close confidant told me, my stepdaughter was pressuring her dad to have some sort of arrangement in place so I would not steal his money. After that conversation, my husband started to ask for a prenuptial arrangement, one that ensured I got almost nothing if I left him because he'd taken good care of me all through the time we lived together in a relationship. If, however, he was the one filing for a divorce, then I could have some amount of money. I cried for days. I had hoped that he'd stall the wedding plans long enough for me to see college through and leave him. There was no reason to not leave him. He was terribly abusive and even his daughter knew that. She would leave a man like her father if she were in my shoes. It was just unfair. I had no choice. I signed the papers and we had a small wedding. After the wedding, I went back to college. The last straw for me was when I spoke to my husband about paying my brother's college tuition. My brother was willing to pay back. What he wanted was a loan, not some free money, but it wasn't money that my husband could not comfortably part with. For years, I played nanny to his young children, took care of the home front, and tolerated disrespect from him and his daughter. 
Surely I deserved a sort of compensation. I asked my husband for the money. I had friends who had graduated long from college but were still heavily owing the government. I didn't want that for my brother. We'd already been through enough. It's fine, he said simply when I asked him. Really? Really? He told me to ask his daughter for a check. She's in charge of stuff like that, he said. That was where everything went downhill. There should be some sort of interest. Even if it's a fair one, we can't just give out money. There's inflation coming. She went on and on. I knew she just did not want my brother to benefit anything from her father. What have I ever done to you? I yelled, almost in tears. I had done everything I could just so my brother and I could have a better life. If my husband would not pay my brother's tuition, then there was no point. It's not personal, it's just business. Due to her high-handedness, my brother couldn't go to college that year. I decided I was going to try again the next year, and I did. My late husband agreed, and even though his daughter tried to ruin things again, he shut her up. I was glad, but her vileness had cost my brother a full year. An opportunity to get back at my stepdaughter came up when a young dude I was having an affair with told me something in my confidence. Yes, I was having an affair. It started three years into my marriage. I was sick and bored of being married to a severe egomaniac and this student doctor was my fresh air. He told me that he'd seen my stepdaughter at the hospital. She took out her womb and a rare complication occurred. I acted like I already knew about it and made my private findings. It turned out that my stepdaughter had secretly had her womb removed. Her dad and grandfather had set up a trust fund for her, one that she cannot access until she's 30. The caveat, though, is that she must be married or have been married with children. My late husband was a very traditional man. He would have a fit if he found out that his daughter had taken out her womb, especially since the twins were still very young and were not going to have kids anytime soon. I disclosed his daughter's secret to him after one evening of passionate lovemaking, and he was shocked. I, in turn, pretended to be shocked that he wasn't aware. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it. I pretended to be worried that I'd leaked a huge secret. He could not hold his anger. He went down to her bedroom and yelled at her for hours on end. He even cried and was going to throw her out. I knew the kind of person my husband was. He wanted to control everything, even the womb of his adult daughter. The week after he found out, his daughter fled the mansion and checked into a motel. To punish her, her father took a hefty amount of money from her trust fund. Since she's never going to have children, it's only fair that I save my money. His daughter was so silly that she got a lawyer, but of course, her dad won. He didn't just have powerful and prestigious attorneys, he also had a solid point. The reason he and his father was leaving her a hefty sum was to ensure that her children were well cared for, and since she couldn't have children, it only made sense to reduce how much she would get. She also tried to sue the hospital, but there was no proof that the hospital leaked her medical records. My loudmouthed stepdaughter soon became very quiet and subdued. The most important thing was that she moved out of the mansion and never troubled me again. This whole family was just so dysfunctional from top to bottom. I mean, hey, I respect OP for sticking around for that financial gain ultimately in the end. I hope it paid off for them, but I don't know if I'd personally want to waste that many years and so many moments, both private and public, of your life. Ultimately, yeah, chasing that money. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.